Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The War of the Worlds by H.T. Wells. Chapter Book Two The Earth Under the Martians. Chapter Eight Dead London. After I parted from the interdunary man, I went down the hill by the high street, crossed the bridge to Fulham. Red weed was tremendous at the time and nearly choked the broad bridge roadway. Those farms were already righted by in patches by spreading disease. President removed it so swiftly. Corner lane that runs to Putney Bridge Station, I found a man lying. He's as black as a swept, with black dust alive, but helpless, speechlessly drunk. I got, could get nothing from him but curses and furious lunges at my head. I think I should have stayed by him, but for his brutal expression of his face. The black dust along the roadway from the bridge onwards grew thicker and fuller. Streets were horribly quiet. Got food, sour, hard and mouldy, but quite edible. A baker's shop here. Some way towards wall and green and streets came clear of powder. I passed a white terrace of houses on fire. The noise of burning was an absolute relief. Going on towards Brompton, the streets were quiet again. Here found came across, came... Once more upon the black powder in the streets and upon black dead bodies, saw altogether about a dozen the length of the Fulham Road. They'd been dead many days, so I had hurried quickly past them. Black powder covered them over and suffered their outlines, a one or two disturbed by dogs. Well, there was no black powder. It was curiously like Sunday in the city. The closed shops and houses locked up, the blinds drawn and desertion. The stillness of some places plunderers been at work, but rarely at other. The provision of wine shops, jewelry's windows had been broken, opening one place where apparently thief had been disturbed. Number gold chains and watch lay scattered on the pavement. I did not trouble to touch them. Further on was a tattered woman, a heap in a doorway. A hand that hung over her knee was gashed. A bled down a rusty brown dress. A smashed magnum of champagne formed a pool across the pavement. She seemed asleep. But she was dead. Further penetrated to London, the full found a grew, found a grew the stillness, but it was not so much the stillness of death, stillness of suspense, of expectation. Any time destruction had already singed the north western borders of the metropolis, had annihilated Ealing and Kirkburn, might strike among these houses, leaving smoking ruins, the city condemned and derelict. In South Kensington, the streets were clear of dead and black powder. Near South Kensington, I first heard a howling. It crept almost imperceptibly upon my senses. It was a sobbing inhalation. Two words. Alula, alula, alula. Kept on penetrating. I passed streets and ran northward. It grew in volume and houses and buildings seemed to deaden. and cut it off again. Came in full tide down Exhibition Road. I stopped staring towards the crimson gardens, wondering strange remote whirling. 
Was it if, if a mighty house, deserted of the houses, found a voice for its fear and solitude? Allura, Allura, Allura was wailed at its superhuman note. Great waves of sound sweeping down the broad, sunlit roadway between the tall buildings on each side. I turned northwards, marvelling towards the Iron Gates of Iron Park. At a half a mile break into the National History Museum, find my way up to the summits of towers in order to see across the park, decided to keep to the ground where quick hiding was possible, so I went up to the Bishop Road. All the large mansions on each side of the road were empty and still. My footsteps echoed against the sides of the houses at the top near the park gate that came down a strange, upon a strange sight. Bus overturned, scattered under a pulse, picked clean, puzzled over this for some time, went on to the bridge over Serpentine. The voice grew stronger and stronger, though I could see nothing above the housetops. On the other side of the park, save a haze of smoke to the northwest. Alula, Alula, cried a voice coming as it seemed to me, drifting about Regent's Park. This was in cry worked upon my mind. The mood I sustained me passed, but only took possession of me. I found I was a tetchy weary footstool, and now again hungry and thirsty. It's already past noon. Was I wandering alone in the city of the dead? Why was I alone when all London was lying in state in this black shroud? I felt terribly lonely. My mind ran on all friends I'd forgotten for years, full of poison in the chemist shop, liqueurs of wine merchant stores, called the two sudden creatures of despair, who so far as I knew shared a city with myself. I came into Oxford Street by the marble arch, and here again were black powders, several bodies, and a enormous smell from the gratings of the cellars, some of the houses. I grew very thirsty after heat of a lot of my long walk. With infinite trouble, I managed to break into the public house and got food and drink. I was weary before eating. I went to the parlour behind the bar, slept on a black horse hair sofa I found there. I woke to find that dismal howling still in my ears. Alula, Alula, Alula. It was now dusk, and after I routed out some biscuits and cheese in the bar, there was a meat safe, but it contained nothing but maggots. I wandered on through the silent residential squares of Baker Street. Portman Square is the last, only one I could name. So I came about at last upon Regent's Park. As I emerged from the top of Baker Street, I saw far away over the trees and the clearness of the sunset, hold the Martian giant form, which howling proceeded, which his proceeding proceeded, as I not terrified, I came upon him. This very well matter of course. I watched him for some time, but he did not move, he appeared to be standing and yelling, for no reasons I couldn't that I could discover. I tried to formulate a plan of action at preferential sound Lula, 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 trees on mine, perhaps I was too tired to be very fearful. Certainly he was more curious to know the reason his monotose crying and afraid. Turned back away to the park and struck in the park road. Intended to skirt the park, went along and sheltered the Polaris's, got a view of the stationary Halley Martian, direction of St John's Wood, a couple of hundred yards out of Baker Street, heard a yelping chorus, and saw first a dog with a piece of red meat in his jaws, coming headlong towards me, then a pack of starving mongrels in pursuit of him. He made a wild curve to avoid me, though he feared I might prove a fresh competitor. He yelped, 
As the open died away down the side of the road, the wailing sound of the Eula, Eula, reasserted itself. They came upon the wrecked handling machine halfway into St. John's Wood Station. First they thought the house had fallen across the road. Then so as they clambered among the ruins, saw that with a start this mechanical section lying, the tentacles bent and smashed and twisted the ruins they had made. Four pot was shattered, seen as it had been badly driven. Been, had been driven bad, blindly straight at the house, been overwhelmed its overthrow. Seemed to me that this might never happen for a handy machine escaping from the guidance of, a, of its Martian. I could not clamber among the ruins to see it. The twilight was now so far advanced that the blood in which its seat was smeared was no gristle the Martian the dogs had left were invisible to me. Wondering what still more was always seen, pushed on towards Primrose Hill, far away from a gap in the trees, saw a second Martian as motionless as the first standing in the park towards the zoological gardens, and silent. A little beyond the ruins, about the smashing, smashed sanding machine, I came upon a red weed again, found the Regent's Canal, a soggy mass of grey, dark red vegetation. They crossed the bridge to Santa Eula, Lula, Lula, ceased, as if it was were cut off. The silence came like a thunderclap. The dusky's house about me stood faint and tall and dim. Trees towards the park were growing black. All about the red weed clambered among the ruins, rearing to get above me in, the, in dimness. Night of the mother of fear, mystery was coming upon me. Of all that voice sounded in the solitude, the desolation, been endurable by virtue of it. London has seen, still seemed alive, sense of life about me had, had upheld me. The sunny change, the passing of something, knew not what, the stillness, there could be felt, nothing but its gaunt quiet. London about me gazed at me spectrally. The windows of white houses were like the window sockets of skulls about my imagination. About me, my imagination found a thousand noiseless enemies moving, terror seized me, horror by terminarity in front of me. A row became pletchy back, as though it were tarred, sort of a contorted shape lying across the pathway. Could not bring myself to go on. Turned down St. John's Wood Road and ran headlong from this undurable stillness towards Kirkburn. Hid from the night and the silence, till long after the midnight in the cabinet man's shelter. In Harrow Road, before the dawn, my courage returned. By the stars and seal in the sky, it turned once more towards Regent Park. Missed my way among the roads, streets, among the streets, and presently settled down a long avenue in the half light of the early dawn, a curve of Primrose Hill. The summit tearing up the fading stars was a third version, erect, motionless, motionless like the others. Insane resolve possessed me. I could die and end it. I could save myself, even in trouble, killing myself. I marched on recklessly towards this titan. Then, as it grew nearer, then the light grew. I saw a multitude of black birds were circling and clustering about the hood. And my, about my heart gave a bound. I ran, began running along the road. I hurried for the red weed and choked St. Edmund's Terrace. I waited, high breast. Breast high across the torrent of water, rushing down from the waterworks towards Albert Road, emerged upon the grass before rising the sun. Great moulds had been heaped about the crest of the hill, making a huge redoubt of it. It was the final largest pace the Martians had made 
and from behind these heaps there rose a thin smoke against the sky against the sky lying an eager dog ran and disappeared a thought that flashed into my mind grew real grew credible i felt no fear only a wild trembling resolution i ran up the hill towards the monstrous monster out of the hood hung large shreds of brown, which the hungry birds pecked and tore. In another moment I had scrambled up the ramp, rampant, and stood upon its crescent, and in terror, the doubt was below me. A mighty space it was, the gigantic machines here and there, within its huge mounds of material, strange sheltered places. And shattered about it, some in their overturned war machines, some in their own now rigidly handy machines, a dozen in stark and swilent, and laid in a row were Martians dead, slain by the perfect active, active and diseased bacteria against the, which the symptoms were unprepared, slain as if red weed was he, being slain, slain of all men's devices have failed by the humblest things that God, his wisdom was put upon this earth. For so has it come about as a deed I had, and many men might have foreseen, had not terror as blasts had blinded our minds. These germs of disease had taken toll of, of humanity since the beginning of things, taking toll of our pre-human ancestors since life began here. But by virtue of this nature select, natural selection, our kind we have developed resisting power, to no germs to we succumb without a struggle, and to no matter what it those that cause perfection in dead matter. For instance, our living frames are too altogether immune. There were no bacteria in Mars, and directly these evaders arrived. Directly they drank and fed our microscopic alleys began to work their overthrow. Already when I watched them irrevocably doomed, dying and rotting, even they went to and fro is invitable. By doom of billion deaths, man brought his birthright to the, of the earth. His ears against all comers, it would still be this, his, were the Martians ten times as mighty as they were, as they are. But neither do men live, nor men or die in vain. Here and here is scattered nearly fifty altogether, the great gulf that had made overtaken by death that might have seen them as incomprehensible as any death could be. To me, almost at that time, this death was incomprehensible. All I knew was that these things had been alive, so terrible to men, were dead. For a moment I believed the destruction of Skidamine, and repeated the guard who repented. The angel death had slain them in their might, that, that, them in, that, in the night. Stood staring in the pit, my heart lightened, gloriously even in the rising sun. Struck the world of fire about me with his rays, a pit of steel and darkness, and mighty engines so great and wonderful in their power. Complexity, some earthly in their torturous forms, rose weird and vague and strange out of the shadows. Towards the light, a multitude of dogs could hear foot over bodies that lay darkly, a depth for the pit, far below me, across the pit of his further lips. Flat and vast and strange lay the great fighting flying machine, for which they had been sparing on a denser atmosphere when decay and death arrested them. Death came not a day or two soon, sound of crawling. Overhead, heard, I looked up to the huge fighting machine. A good well, that will fight no more forever. A tattered red shreds of flesh and dripped down upon over seats, seats, turned seats on the summit of Primrose Hill. 
I turned up down the slope of the hill to where a, lo- a load. Now in the bird stood those uh, other two Martians as been, I had seen overnight, just as death had overtaken them. One had died, even if he had been crying. The companion, perhaps it was last to die. His voice had gone on perpetually to the force of machinery was exhausted. They glittered now, harmless tripod towers of shiny metal in the brightness of the sizing sun. All about the pit and saved as by, as by a miracle of everlasting destruction, stretched the great city, mother cities. Those who have only seen London veiled uh, sombre robes of smoke could scarcely imagine the naked clearness and beauty of the silent wilderness of her houses. Eastward over the blackened ruins, Albert Terrace was splendid. Spire a square church, the sun blazed daily, dazzling clear sky. There was some facet of great wilderness of roofs caught in the light and glared of white intensity. Northward were Kilburn and Hampstead, blue and crowded with houses. Westward, the great city was dimmed, and southward, beyond the marshes, grinding rays of Regent's Hill, Bates Park, Langham Hotel, the dome of Albert Hall. Imperial Institute, granite giant mansions, Brompton Road, near, came clear and little, the sunrise of their jagged ruins of Westminster, rising easily beyond. Far away the blue were the red Surrey hills, the towers, Crystal Palace glittered like two silver rods. The dome of St. Peter's was dark against the sunrise, injured itself at the time by, by a huge gaping cavity on its western side. As I looked at his wide expanse of houses, factories, and churches, silent bounded, they thought them untreacherous hopes and efforts, in number of hosts of lives, are gone to build a home in this human reef, the swift and ruthless destruction hang all over it, all. And I realised that the shadow had been rolled back, a man might still live in the streets, this dear vast dead city of mine, be more once alive and powerful, felt a wave of emotion, with near akin to tears. Tom was over. Even the day the healing, even the day the healing would begin, so survives the people scattered over the country, leadless, lawless, foodless, as sheep without a shepherd. Thousands fled by sea would begin to return, pulse life growing stronger and stronger, beat again in the empty streets and pour across the vacant squares. Where destruction was done, the hand of destroyer was stayed. All gaunt wrecks, the broken stones of houses that stared, so defiant and dismally. Uh, at a sunlit glass, grass under the hills, with only be echoing with the hammers, stories, the ringing and tapping of the tail trowels. A moment extending my hand towards the sky, and began the thinking guard. In a year thought I in a year. With open thoughts came the thought of myself, my wife, the old life of hope and tender hopelessfulness, and it ceased for ever. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious 
extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.